And that was I'm a Woman from Smokey Joe's Cafe, the 1995 Broadway cast. Hi, my name is Corey Rose, and I'm a sophomore majoring in multimedia journalism and double minoring in theater and communication. And you're listening to Behind the Curtain with Corey Rose, a weekly look at theater professionals who have a unique view on the world around them. I am sitting here with Miss Cat Gold. Hello. <laughs> it's so great to have you on this early, early, early morning. Yes. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I was born and raised in Florida. Uh, after college, I returned back to the South Florida scene to start working professionally. And by my second show, uh, things took off exponentially. I ended up with a Silver Palm Award and a Carbonell nomination my first full year doing professional theater. And now I'm still working. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being here this morning. Thank you um, for having me. So let's just jump right in. I, you know, I love to start the show off with something you ate, something you did, and something you saw this week. I'm not sure if it's eating, but like, I'm a little bit addicted to Coca-Cola. It's terrible for you and like your voice, but uh, it gives me the energy to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, something I did, uh, well, yesterday we moved into um, our the actual theater because we've been in rehearsals, so we're now loaded in and we're, that's that's happening it's happening very fast <laughs> i didn't see anything this week but i recently was at a um a reading of new work at the stanzik in lake worth yeah okay cool how was that it was good i i, lo I love going to readings for uh new work especially when the uh, author is there and you can have a dialogue because they're always trying to find feedback and make it the final piece so it's nice being part of that process. Nice. So you're from South Florida. Yes. Where'd you study? Uh, in, in For college, I went to the University of West Florida, and I got my BFA in musical theater there. And so after you left that, what inspired you to come back to South Florida? Did you just not want to go way out? or? <laughs> to be completely honest, I didn't book out of college. <laughs> so... Um, uh, of the people that graduated with me, um, I was the I was one of two that didn't book work from a conference or anything, and so I was like, you know what, I know there's theater in South Florida, I'll come back. And my friend from college was doing technical work at the WIC, and she was like, you need to come down here. I'll I'll introduce you to all these companies, like, and that's how it all started. And I think within two or three months of me being back down here, I booked my first show. Yeah. Nice. And what was that first show? <laughs> so my first regional show was uh, the Who's Tommy with Utre Theater Company. Mm. Nice. Musical, right? Yes. So who'd you play? Uh, I was ensemble. And I, yeah, I actually, d I had done the show three years prior. And I did the same ensemble track with uh, the vocalist nurse, um, uh, Sally Simpson's mother and uh, a prostitute. Very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so you did the Who's Tommy and then what was your next gig? My next gig was Nine at uh, Broward Stage Door and that kind of was the catalyst to me uh, really working and securing my spot in South Florida theater down here. And it secured your spot because? That was the first show where I had a uh, uh, a lot of praise from the critics and that show was how I got 
my Silver Palm and my Carbonell nomination. What are the Silver Palm Awards and what are the Carbonell Awards? So the Silver Palm Awards are a, it's a local award system uh, in the South Florida region. So from like Jupiter to about like Coral Gables, it's the same region for the Carbonells as well. Um, but the Silver Palms are picked by uh, only theater critics and people that are specifically on their board. It's a smaller team and they can, it, it's not just like this, you are, you win an award for your category. They can open it up to whoever they think is worthy of getting uh, the award versus the Carbonells, where it's similar to the Tonys where you have best lead actress in a musical, best supporting actor in a play. You, you have those distinct categories and there's only so many people nominated in each category. Right. Yes. <laughs> and so how does the Silver Palm differ from the Carbonells? Um, it there's no nomination process. You just find out. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, w I, was, I was out of town and I got an email from the Silver Palms letting me know that I, I received an award for Best New Talent in South Florida versus the Carbonells. You have the whole nomination process and you have a long period of being a nominee and doing some small PR for it before the actual event. Nice. And so what role in Nine were you nominated for? I was nominated for playing Setagina, a nun whore. <laughs> it really makes my mother happy that, like, <laughs> my Catholic mother, that I, I won an award for being a nun whore. <laughs> so you found out that you were nominated by mm -hmm. the Silver Palm. Yes. And then what was the next step? For the Silver Palms, there, there really is no next step. Step. you you show up to the event you do a couple pieces on Facebook and you go to the event you receive your award um, the only thing that was like really that went on between being told I, I got the award and the event was the amount of people that suddenly knew who I was <laughs> it it definitely helped <laughs> so when did you realize that people were recognizing you for being a Silver Palm Award winner. It was literally at the Addison Halloween party, the the big event that Sloburn holds. Uh, I, I walked in and immediately people came up to me and were like, congratulations on your Silver Palm. And I was like, oh my goodness. These are people that like, they, they didn't know who I was a couple months ago. And now they're finally talking to me. And it definitely opened a lot of doors with directors. Um, not as much as the, the the Carbonell nod did, but uh, it it definitely helped me be seen in the room and taken seriously, because I I'd gone to a lot of auditions prior, and they would say you did an amazing audition, but no one knows who you are. You've got like one or two credits, like so it it definitely it made a difference, and like in that whole process, I gained like five hundred people on Facebook. It was wow. it was really insane. <laughs> <laughs> How is it just to get 500 friend requests from people that you don't know? It was a little overwhelming. I'm not going to lie. Um, it, it was it was nice that people were respecting me, taking me seriously. But it, it was definitely a little overwhelming. The amount of people that were now on my on my social media. And then I had to start putting certain privacy settings and uh using my social media in a different way right because i knew how many people 
in the field, directors, producers, other actors that that were on it now. That it I I don't really post on it anymore unless it's show related stuff because I know that that's the main group of people on it now. It's kind of taking you out of the private realm and into the public. Yeah, realm. definitely, definitely. Wow. Um, so you also had the joy, the honor of being nominated for a Carbonell Award. Yes. So let's switch gears and talk about that a little bit. What show was it for? It was for Nine as well. So that 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 was the craziest part. It all happened in the in the in the same year, in the same couple of months, really. And once I got the Silver Palm, a lot of people were like, "Oh, you're a shoe in for for best supporting actress in a musical." And I was like, "No, no, no, no! Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a big enough deal down here. No one really knows." who I am they they know that I belt and like that's about it <laughs> um but uh when it happened it was it, it was it was really incredible it was it was such an honor and uh the whole process going forward I even got to perform at the Carbonells um and it was it was just a wonderful very overwhelming experience <laughs> And so you got to perform. Yes. What song did you perform? So uh, we were part of the opening number, and it was uh, me, Shelly Keeler, Clay Cartland, and Elijah Ward. And uh, Come we, on, dream girls. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, Kevin Black called me, like, maybe two, two-ish months beforehand. It was like, hey, uh, I'm doing a, this big uh, medley of uh, – you'll be found uh, from Dear Evan Hansen and I want you to come in and sing uh, This Is Me from The Greatest Showman. And like, who's going to turn that down to sing it in the Broward Center space? Like, because <laughs> it was during Hedwig and I was like, I'm screlting like so many days a week. Do I really want to do this? And like, I thought about it for like 30 seconds. I was like, yes, I want to do it. <laughs> um, so how did you realize you were nominated for a Carbonell? Um... I was woken up at 8 a.m. to a slew of Facebook notifications. I I I didn't I didn't read it or hear it on the radio until about an hour later. There seems to be a recurring theme of Facebook notifications. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean no. A, a lot of my friends they just were like, "Oh my God, you're nominated! You're nominated! Congratulations! Congratulations! Congratulations!" And it was it was also like the newspaper articles uh, in the blogs they were tagging me on my facebook as well so it was just it was just like maybe I, yeah 20 notifications at 8 a.m and so <laughs> you find out you're nominated what's the first thing you do uh uh i didn't believe it <laughs> <laughs> so i had a check i checked i checked the blog and it, it on uh bill hirschman's uh website and then uh i turned on legends radio and i heard my name on the radio i was like oh this is actually happening <laughs> oh wow yeah, definitely overwhelming, but uh, wonderful, wonderful. And then I cried. <laughs> <laughs> so how would you compare the process of your Silver Palm Award to the process of being nominated for the Carbonells? The Carbonell was a lot more stressful. I think it also was I was doing a show and I had to perform in the opening number. And it was, it was like, okay, I have this major platform now. I have to use it to my best abilities. Um, but it... it, it which which was great and it really it really even just performing that opening number so many directors they hadn't seen me or seen me in that light and they were like wow there's there's something there um and so so now when i go into auditions they know who i am which is 
helpful. <laughs> but uh, it, it was definitely a, uh, a lot more stressful experience. And there was a lot more to do with the Carbonell because there's also like, I mean, there's, there's perks to it. Like you get to go to an ice cream social if you're nominated. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I, yeah. I, my friend, uh, Noah Stephanie, she was nominated the year before and she was like, Oh, you get to go to the ice cream social. And I was like, there's an ice cream social. How did I not know about this info? See, us, us non, us common folk, us non common oh. <laughs> All we see is like the nominee spotlight. And then maybe a month later we see the award ceremony and we're like, yeah. Oh, he won. Oh, she performed. Oh, da da da. Yeah. Yeah, no. How was the ice cream social? <laughs> it was delicious. <laughs> I, I wish I could have stayed longer, but that day we had our designer run. So me and Carol, because we were both nominated, we both went, ate some ice cream, talked to a few people, and we we're like, okay, we got to go by. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you got to perform in the opening number. Yes. What made that different from preparing for a regular performance? The amount of time we had. Because I think before we actually went uh, to the theater and, and performed, uh, we had, I think, two or three rehearsals max. N no more than an hour um, to just figure out harmonies and stuff. Because this, this, this was an arrangement written, uh, uh, put together by Carol. So it, it, it didn't quite follow the, like, the original music necessarily. So um, we had a couple rehearsals to just kind of like put it together very quickly and then the day of the Carbonells we had to go there at like two three in the afternoon and uh get mic'd up and you kind of like slam through it and we knew that there were dancers involved but then it, it all the we we were given our blocking that day and they plugged all the dancers in everything that we had to do all over the space so it was it was very quick and uh yeah, no, I got to I got to sit backstage while they were doing other numbers and figuring out and just hang out with the other nominees. It was fun, just very fast. <laughs> <laughs> Thing, if you could describe that night in one word, how would you describe it? Drunken? I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, um, one word. Wow. It was um, not gratifying. It was uh. It was like a con like a, a confirmation, like validating. I validating. It was validation, and it was like wh when I was up there and I was waiting for like my spot to come in in the music. It just like it was black theater at that point, no lights except for like a couple spotlights on the individual speakers, because um, they had the acting nominees uh, do inspirational quotes about the theater beforehand, and then the music started, and then spotlight. Um, so just standing up there, and as soon as I opened my mouth, the amount of sound of applause, it was just like, wow, like, I, I do belong here, you know? It, it, was, it, was, it was wonderful, and uh, just, just a lot of love went into that night. Like, my costume designer from Nine, he built and designed my dress for the evening. Oh, wow. So uh, it, it was just... The dress you wore or the dress you performed in? both okay yeah i saw one like lovely red the number. red number yeah yeah no he uh he designed and built it because he was working on smoky joe's because that's when i was nominated and i was like hey w would you mind uh designing a dress for me for the carbonels because i don't know if this is ever gonna happen again right. <laughs> and so he was like of course and like went out found beautiful fabric and beading and like made this 
fantastic dress and it just beginning to end it was just a feel good night yeah what would you say to somebody who has never been nominated for a carbonell but just got their first nomination enjoy it i it it can move so fast um don't get and also don't get too swept up in it you know it's an incredible honor and it does give you a platform um but it's not everything you know you do the art because you love the art and you want to create art not for not for awards um but if you are nominated congratulations (laughs) and (laughs) and, uh just enjoy it it's it's a lot of fun it's a little stressful but it's it's a lot of fun in the beautiful evening this year's award ceremony is coming up. Will you be in attendance? Yes, I will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How did your career change after the Carbonells? After the Carbonells, um, so anytime I went to an audition, it was brought up in the room immediately. That was the first thing they they would pinpoint on my resume, um, which which definitely helped. The unfortunate thing was I ended up having surgery relatively soon after the Carbonells, so I didn't get to audition for as many companies as I would have liked to. But the ones I did, it it was always brought up in the room. Oh, we saw your performance. Oh, we see that you're nominated. And it was, I was getting more callbacks immediately because of it. Nice. Yeah. Um. So you touched on the fact that you had a surgery. Yes. Pretty soon after. I want to switch gears okay. because you are an actress with a chronic illness. Yes, I am. I have two actually. Very <laughs> exciting. <laughs> um, I have uh, endometriosis and adenomyosis. And without going into the details of uh, the diseases, um, more or less, I'm going to be in a certain level of pain for the rest of my life. And uh, it's definitely has made some changes to what I can do and how I approach shows and auditions and the rehearsal process. So let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. Um, how have you balanced your multiple identities as living with a chronic illness and being a working actress? So for, so I, I first was diagnosed when I was 16, but I had a, when I first started, when nine was happening, um, and it, when I was first getting started in here, I wasn't showing any symptoms. So I just like forgot about it. You know, I was just like, I'm just going to keep pounding the pavement and like hustle as much as I can. And it wasn't until I was doing Saturday night fever at stage door. And, uh, I started having more pain issues and a couple other symptoms. Like I collapsed one evening after a show and I was like, what is going on? But I was so, I was so busy because right after that show was the Silver Palm, and then I, I had Smokey Joe's, got the Carbonell nod, went into Hedwig, Carbonell Ward show, and then right like a week after um, Hedwig and the Carbonells were over was when I, I went to my surgeon, and they were like, oh, you have like an, a grapefruit-sized cyst in, uh, on your body that's turning on yourself. Like you have a possible tumor. Uh, we have to remove all this. And that, that definitely... Uh, put a stop a little hold a pause on things anything really like how does it affect your outlook on the way you approach shows and the way you approach the rehearsal process i mean i'm definitely more grateful for the shows especially now because i was very quiet about it i only maybe 20 people i think in south florida knew 
what was going on and only like five knew like to like the fullest extent like how sick I was and how bad it was people just thought that like I was taking a break for a lot of it and it wasn't until I posted after surgery <laughs> oh surgery's done <laughs> you know <laughs> that people were like oh are you okay and I didn't talk about it and it wasn't until I was doing Lacage that um I I it was becoming too obvious to ignore yeah it was it was becoming an issue in rehearsals too I just I would have to take more breaks than everyone else um I couldn't get through dance rehearsals as easily because I was still somewhat recovering from laparoscopic surgery and uh so I finally was like you know what I'm done hiding it and so I I posted on my social media I was like hey I just want to let you know like if if you've been seeing changes in me as a performer and all these things uh this is this is why this is happening and I was so scared because I had a lot of people tell me don't tell anyone because no one's gonna want to cast you if you're like you're really sick and they think you're gonna pass out or they think something's gonna happen and uh quite the opposite happened I had an outpouring from directors carbonologizers like everyone in the community was just like you don't need to hide this like people will work with you uh dealing with this and so since then directors that I've worked with have been incredibly kind and very um accommodating to issues I have yeah and I don't want to like ask the same question in circles mm -hmm. but how is it a how is the response to you sharing your status affected your outlook on life well my outlook on life I mean I've I've been sick for a good chunk of my life so I don't think my outlook on life has changed um, I'm definitely more grateful to be on stage now, especially when directors, they know. They know that I'm sick. And there might come a point in my career where I'm in too much pain to perform, which would really, really suck. But um, I, I'm trying to savor and enjoy the moment and pick shows that mean something to me. Um, because I, I don't I don't know how long this is gonna go on for. Right. I mean, this is, I have two diseases with no cure. And I've been working with the doctors for the past year and a half trying to find pain, pain management solutions. And uh, some slightly work, some don't. And so I, for now, I'm just kind of pushing through and enjoying doing it while I can because like I I've got another surgery coming up the day after the carbonels <laughs> right. I literally am flying out at like I'm probably gonna leave the carbonels at like 2 a.m. in a drunken stew <laughs> and then <laughs> fly out at 6 a.m. to go uh go meet with my surgeon but I'm for, for now I'm just I'm not putting too much pressure on like I have to achieve certain goals in a certain amount of time because I don't know what's gonna happen I'm just trying to pick things that mean something to me yeah. What means something to you as an artist? Um, shows, I believe theater, um, specifically with shows and scripts, you're reaching out to people. You're sending messages to people. Um, 
shows like shows like Hedwig, um, which was the best theatrical experience of my life. Um, sending out the message of loving yourself and knowing that you are whole on your own, that you don't need another person to be a complete person. Um, it's, it's a mes- message that everyone relates to. And we would do talkbacks after the show with people about um, the trans experience in America. And just the amount of people that were touched by that story um, that like th- th- saying that this this show, this movie was how I, I got through my transition. It, 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 this is how I got out of my depression. Like you can't help but be affected by that. So I try to, I'm, I have the luxury of kind of picking and choosing shows now. So I, I'm trying to pick shows that mean something, whether I get the message or the audience, you know? Yeah. And have you always been this way of, I want to do shows that, like, when you first started, was it, I want to find a show that speaks to me as well as the audience, or was it, no! get me in the door? <laughs> I was so I just wanted to work. <laughs> no. Um, I, I mean, I was very lucky that, like, my first show was a show that I'd done, and I loved the music, too, because it's The Who. Like, it's it's great classic rock. And I really haven't done too many shows that I'm just like, this is fluff. This is whatever. Um, most of the shows I really have loved, but in the past year or so, I've been called into show, uh, auditions, called into callbacks, and I've been more selective now. Yeah, in the past year. I'm a little bit more selective of the work that I do. What do you think is theater's most important function? Um, wow, that's a heavy one. Heavy, heavy. <laughs> um, I think theater's most important function is to relate to people uh these stories they share certain emotions and relay certain messages to the audience and as long as you're making a connection i think that's that's the main goal is to have that connection and that shared experience yeah wow (laughs) that was a really lovely answer (laughs) i'm just like wow yeah i feel that So you're in a show called Next Fall right now. Yes. So tell us about it. Who's it with? Where's it at? What's doing? What's popping? Okay. Well, it's at uh, Utre Theater Company, and we open. Well, this this will go out after we open, but we'll still be running, so please come. <laughs> it's it's running March 8th through March 31st. And um, the story mainly revolves around a couple, Luke and Adam, and the story it's about people who sky whitcomb said it best um people that probably were would be on opposite sides of a political rally who would never speak to each other never agree coming together because of a tragedy and being able to see each other as human beings and help each other that's more or less what the story is about without revealing too much (laughs) (laughs) and so who's it with it's with Utre Theater Company, or do you mean the actors? No, the theater company. Yeah, Utre Theater Company. Well, I mean, at- as long as we're there, who's the actors? <laughs> okay. Drop some names. So, um, 
So, uh, Stephen Kaiser, I'm sorry if I mess Stephen up. Stephen Kaiser, he was a grad okay. here. MFA. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I was so worried I was going to mess up your last no. name, Stephen. I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> we did Merry Wives together and Cabaret. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, so it's it's with Stephen, uh, Charlie, which you just did My Fair Lady with, mm-hmm. um, uh, Kevin Riley, um, Zach Godwin, and uh, uh, Siobhan Nolan. Yeah. It's wow. a fun crew, especially like I, I love working with Steven. He is, we do most of our scenes together and he is wonderful and fantastic and such a giving actor. And so is Kevin Riley. We did Saturday Night Fever when he, um, <clears throat> he filled in for another role, uh, stepped in for the end of the run. And so it's, it's nice getting to work with a lot of people that you know. Yeah. Right. Yes. What is it about Next Fall that means something to you? Um, it's a it's a really beautiful story um it also has to do a lot with religion and political beliefs um whether uh a parent or a partner gets to make medical decisions to make that call i think it's important um i've been in situations i've been around situations where a loved one, a partner, is trying to take care of a person uh, in a hospital setting, especially if they're unconscious, and the family swoops in and has a completely different agenda, whether or not they had seen each other in a long time. I think it's a story to definitely tell, especially in South Florida. Right. Yeah. Because we have such a population of older people yes. going into hospitals and whatnot. Yes, and we have a, a wonderful... Uh, LGBT community down here and so it it's definitely a story that should be out there yeah nice and when does it open uh March 8th and we run through the 31st so please come (laughs) (laughs) so you guys are in tech right now yes what are you discovering in tech that you didn't discover in the like regular rehearsal process I I mean every day we're still discovering like little things as we keep deep diving into the script Right now, it's tech. So our main focus, like today, is our our first dress rehearsal and our first time on the set, because uh, yeah, they were doing. It was so much of the the lighting and putting the set together yesterday. So really, this is where we're gonna start learning stuff <laughs> as we as we go through it, and we use our actual props and use our real set and all that goodness. <laughs> and where is Utre Theater Company? It's at Pompano Beach Cultural Center. Thanks. Yes right off of Atlantic. Yes. Cool. So we're going to switch gears. Okay. Bit. We're going to play a game. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so throughout this interview, you said many words. Okay. And we're going to play song association. Oh, God. Using only <laughs> words that you have said in this interview. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, I apologize for my very crusty 9 a.m. voice. So. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, trust me. Between our voices and then the sounds of the drilling on the construction on the floor beneath us. It is going to be a fun time editing this. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to set the timer. I'm going to give you 15. I gave Daryl 10, but she, I'm yeah. I Loki think Daryl saw the, uh, saw the words. So, uh, oh, she was that good. <laughs> yeah. I listened to the podcast and I was trying to do it and I could not make that time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if you can do it today. Okay. Okay. Timer. 15 seconds. All right. Your first word is no, as in not like no, like the root word of knowledge. Uh, 
to know. Um, now you're just somebody that I used to know. It's not musical nice. theater. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Something. Uh, something. Oh, God. I'm not going to get it. Eight, seven, six, five, four. I'm sorry, three, my brain is not awake two, yet. <laughs> Did you have one? Did you think of one? <laughs> um, something. No. <laughs> See, I was thinking like somewhere. I was finding all those other yeah. ones. I couldn't find something. <laughs> all right, story. Story. Um. Oh shoot. This is a story about a girl named Lucky. Yes, Britney Spears. <laughs> Spoken part. I don't know if it counts. It probably doesn't. It's okay. I'll, I'll pass it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. People. People who need people are the luckiest people in the world. I'm sorry. Not funny girl. I did not get the melody. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's somebody's soprano one harmony for the last yeah. surprise. <laughs> said oh goodness said I'm like the worst interviewee with these kind of <laughs> games <laughs> uh, said three two I'm so sorry <laughs> can you think of one for said um you said I <laughs> you said I didn't know <laughs> Woman. Cause I'm a woman, you a woman, I'll sing it again. Hey. Yeah. I Come love that show. Jokes. I love that show so much. It's such a great show. <laughs> it was it was such a wonderful experience. Just everyone in that cast, we loved each other. We hung out for the holidays. Like we didn't hang out with our family, which is so sad. Like we, we hung out in cast housing with that crew and uh we did uh we threw uh snowless snowballs. Ooh. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> um, they used to do it in Pensacola a lot. So it's like white pantyhose filled with flour. Oh. And they're reusable. So you can go real hard on a snowball fight. <laughs> and so, like, we all came out and we were just, and it's Florida weather. So we were just caked in white flour. And we're like, ah, you know, it was fun, though. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about Smoky Joe's. Okay. Um, Stage Store Theater. Yes. Last season? Yes. Tell us about it. Who'd you play? I, I did the BJ track which I never thought I would ever do. I, I was going in for um, the pad, the Patty track and Kevin Black was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> your voice suits BJ uh, a lot better. And uh, thank God it happened. It was, it was the mute uh, BJ's track. All the, the, all those songs are iconic. So it was a little bit of pressure. In love. Yeah. Especially doing the reprise and just like crying on stage doing that. Uh, Doing hound dogs so so much fun. Um, it was it was just a beautiful experience, and the entire cast, we truly had a love for each other. Um, people, uh, St Stephanie Laverde, um, Andre Russell. I oh god, I I love him. I love you, Andre. <laughs> so you walked into the re first rehearsal. What was your first thought? My first thought was, oh my goodness, um, I get to do a show with one of my alumni from college, my friend Nathaniel. Um, they they needed to fill in the Ken track, and uh, 
So I was like, I've got a person that can dance and can sing like nobody's business. And they hired him and he accepted. And I was just like, oh my goodness, a friend from college. It was wonderful. So it was just, I already felt good energy in the room. Because it was, I, I knew Stephanie. I knew Andre. I loved his work. Uh, especially because he was doing Dream Girls at the time. I had seen him in previous stuff, but I was just like, yes, I get to work with him. Very exciting. <laughs> um, no, it was, ju- it was just good energy, and everyone was focused. Because I- I'm very big. I'm very quiet in rehearsals, uh, unless I like, they're like, sing, perform, whatever. But it was just everyone was was really excited to do the project. Everyone loved the music. Because it's a great show. It's the songs of oh. Lieber and Stripe. Stroll, I think. Stroll. I believe. I uh, Stroller. 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 Yeah. Um, or Stoller. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it, everyone was just very excited to do that music, iconic music. And uh, What did you discover throughout the process? It wasn't necessarily a discovery. It was uh, a deeper love of that music. It really was. And it was, there's no script for the show it really it's not even labeled in the book it's just the song lyrics back to back to back and it kind of mentions like like scenery transitions so a lot of it was we sat down with uh kevin black on the first day and uh we decided what the mood was going to be how we were going to set up every scene and um so i guess we all kind of discovered and figured out what our version of smoky joe's was going to be and uh yeah it was just wonderful (laughs) how did it it feel to have such a hand in the creative process outside of just acting um with the creation of the transitions and everything it was great uh i i i love having my hands in all the jars and all the pots um it it was necessary because there's there is no spoken dialogue in that show it's necessary that we're all involved in the creation of that project and that's why we had a deeper love and we were so proud of it yeah nice all right so we're gonna play a game another game (laughs) (laughs) um so i'm going to name a show okay and you're going to name the role that you would audition for okay the song you would use okay to audition that's fantastic (laughs) (laughs) all right this might help me (laughs) Build your book. Build your book. Yes. <laughs> All right. Wicked. Wicked. I'd be auditioning for um, the professor. Yeah. Morable. Morable. There's a song uh, from Crybaby, the musical, that um, the girl's mom sings, and it's it's just beautifully classically sung about how she was a rebel in her day. I think I would sing that. So a fun, very uppity energy but the words are ridiculous i think that (laughs) that would put me in the right door (laughs) okay shrek the musical shrek the musical i'd audition for the dragon i mean i would i i would sing some smoky joe something real screlty with a lot of sass i would sing woman man (laughs) i would do do a cut of woman (laughs) okay ragtime ragtime I would love to be mother, but I don't I don't know if that's gonna come any time soon. Uh what would I sing? I would probably sing uh Days and Days from Fun Home, even though it's contemporary. I think it has a similar energy to it. Hair. 
I'm a never nude, so <laughs> I don't know if I would audition for hair. Really, I would. Uh, any, any of the the soloist tracks are fantastic, um, but I guess music wise, what would I what would I sing for hair? I'd probably sing um, something from from the Who. I think uh, something from that time period. Classic rock. Yeah, classic rock, definitely. Steven Sondheim's Company. <gasps> company, I would be Joanne. S- quickest answer ever. <laughs> um, hmm. What would I sing for Joanne? See, like, I never think about it because th- these are roles that I want to play, mm-hmm. but um, I'm so young. <laughs> I, 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 have, I haven't really planned my auditions for it. Hmm. The curse of being young and beautiful. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, youth! What a shame. <laughs> um, for Joanne, mm-hmm. what would I audition with? I'm like trying to like flip mentally through my book <laughs> right now. This is not quite as comedic as I would like it to be, but um, maybe like I don't want to know from Mame. Okay. Yeah. Come on. Mame. Oh no, d- not Mame. Dear, dear World. Dear World. Oh. Dear World. It, it, Angela Lansbury. I. <laughs> I'm a little not awake. So. <laughs> Nine to five. Nine to five. Oh my goodness. Well, if it, nine to five, I would sing a Dolly Parton song. Obviously. Um, hmm. What what Dolly song? There's a bunch of really good Dolly songs on the Pumpkin some uh, soundtrack. Uh, uh, it's on Netflix. Really good. So I would I would deep dive into some uh, Dolly Parton or um, or even because that's. That track specifically, it's not too crazy belty. Um, maybe even like a Joni Mitchell song. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pippin. Pippin. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I can't remember her name. Andrew Martin played her in the revival. Oh, um, Old Lady on the Hill. Grandma. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think her na- character name is Grandma. I'm Probably. I'm, I'm, I'm like the worst musical theater person. <laughs> I can't remember names. That's the thing. Um... I, I would I would audition with something that Andrew Martin had already originated, or something Mary Testa does. Uh, off the top of my head, uh, I would do um, uh, "Change" from A New Brain. Ooh. Yeah, very specific. <laughs> <laughs> Into the woods. Into the woods. Mm, I really want to play the witch. I don't know if my don't t- we all? Yeah. <laughs> don't we all want to play the witch in Into the Woods? Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, we're the witch. Mm. It's a big role. It is. Because like, for those enormous roles, it's like, what do you even sing that's yeah. better than what's already in the show? Yeah. Oh, goodness. I, I would do another, I would do a Sondheim piece, you know, to keep with that canon. Ladies Who Lunch comes to mind. Really? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it could. I, I'm trying to think of what show, um, a more dramatic version of uh how could i leave you uh oh my goodness what show was that from leave you, leave you how could i leave Passion? you it's not follies uh maybe it is follies i love follies i do losing my mind a lot but i don't think that would be appropriate for the witch Here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. You should spend more time working on your book than just the game. You should really think about it. Look, if you're coming on behind, if you're planning on stepping behind the curtain, have your audition book ready, have your resume yeah, memorized I, to the T. I would have brought it, man. I would have I brought my book and just flip, flip, flip. Oh, that's what I would say. And our last one. Okay. The Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz. I, I mean, 
I would go for the witch. I don't know if I would get the witch, but um, I would sing uh, Sir by Santa. Songs for a New World? Yeah. Ooh. It has that evil kind of attitude, but it's still it's still comedic because it's talking about Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been really fun. This has been fun. <laughs> so tell, tell the audience, tell my listeners where they can find you. Okay, so uh, you can find me uh, on Instagram, uh, the Goddess Cat. I also have a website, um, www.cat-gold.com. Yeah, uh, find me. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> find me, hire me, someone, please. <laughs> Are you doing any upcoming shows? Um, other than next fall, right now, because I'm going into surgery, I am taking a little bit of time off. But it is audition season. Tis the season to book a show. It is. As we speak, people are getting ready for their slow burn auditions. I know, right? <laughs> All right. Well, um, as always, you can catch us on Facebook at Behind the Curtain Pod and on Instagram at Behind the Curtain Pod and on Twitter at Behind the Curtain Pod. And please, guys, if you like the show, if you hate the show, if you don't care about the show, please just share it. Um... We thrive off of listener and listener feedback, and we want to engage with you guys. So please, if you like the show, hit that like, hit that subscribe button. We are streaming on Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Even if you only listen on one, subscribe on all three. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Any last words? Any last words? The South Florida Theater community. Do good work. Break legs at auditions. Make it happen. Manifest your dreams. Achieve them. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) And I leave you with be strong, be courageous, be talented, be self-aware. Oh, I actually I actually have I actually have a a saying. um, I I guess advice, I guess, like be be good, be committed, be focused, Um, find light, find joy. I think that's very important. Beautiful. (laughs) All right. See you next week, guys. Bye.